Yes, guys, welcome back to the Original Judah Podcast. We have a special show today. It's the first time we're doing a, a live face-to-face interview. I have a legend of the show, legend of the judo man, Mr. Fitzroy Davis with me. Fitz, how are you doing? Um, thank you for the introduction, James. <laughs> um, really well. Um, and not too bad. Just getting back into the swing of things now, so... Uh... Yeah, it's not bad. Could be better. <laughs> we 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 we're back into the Olympic cycle. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, like reflections on Paris, maybe if reflections on um, what was it? Tel not Tel Aviv a couple of weeks ago. Grand Prix, uh, Portugal, Portugal a couple of weeks ago. Um, potentially the new rules. And um, but first, I want to ask you how the club was going. Hardy Spicers back up and running. Mm. Um, good to get people back through the doors. Yes, it was good. It was a uh, yeah, long time coming. I mean, we struggled quite a few for, for a bit through the lockdown, and didn't know if we were going to start a club back up or do a club or whatever. Um, sometimes uh, through the lockdown period, a lot of people didn't realise we was training in the park up the road, and people used to say, "What are you guys doing?" We was doing running around and doing judo on the grass. These are the ones who was regular fighting, was regular still, wasn't the younger ones or whatever. So, yeah, and then now back in the National Centre um, doing judo in here. So, um, Does it feel good to be back on the mat? Because I think the club was yeah. one of the later ones to, to, yeah, to yeah. get back up and run. Yeah, we was, we was really late to start back. And then now um, working with the the new younger ones, I've seen a, it's give me a little bit of spark back because of, there's a new batch of younger kids. I mean, little younger ones, and um, so it's something to to give me a little bit of spark up to them. Because I was thinking I maybe start packing up, looking to pack up judo. But if any of these like start breaking through, it looks like I'll be around even more longer, guys. <laughs> so I'll be giving more headache to people. So, um, if people think it was going to write me off, well, no, I'm going to be here. There's a there's an interesting one. You you coach players through from kids through mm -hmm. to international level, mm -hmm. world level. Mm -hmm. What what group do you enjoy teaching the most? Which <laughs> is the group that excites you? It sounds like some of the younger guys coming through that's got your your spirits up again. It's good to see a new generation. But who do you who do you enjoy spending time with, or is it different? Um, it's different, yeah. That, but I get asked when I went to a school and I did like a Q and an A, and it was a couple of years, couple of years ago. And they said, and the one teacher said to me, "Well, how can you coach at the Olympic Games and then come to our school and coach at our school at the bottom level?" And I says, eh, "Because that's what I like doing." I like coaching the little kids and the younger ones and seeing seeing them progress and whatever. The older ones, they're already set in the ways. If, this, if, they've, if they've got some um, bad habits already, they've already got them. The younger ones, you can teach what you want them to do. So, yeah, so that, that's my thing. So it's the younger ones. Older <laughs> ones, I mean, like, you go through maybe 100 kids 
and then you then go through 50 kids and then you maybe then get to 20 kids and then you maybe get to uh, 10 and those 10 are the competition one and then that 10 and then out of that group you maybe get three or four with them move on into the top end of judo so the ratio that's how I try and look at it is working that way because like I said there's only seven men seven women can go to the Olympic Games not everybody can go so so you know there's always going to be somebody left behind so that's what I so that's what I try and look for there's nobody's never going to get seven people from one place nearly happened once in Wolverhampton but Wolverhampton Judo Club but that was just a freak that yeah. club was just crazy just you know so um, so the the club's back up and running mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully we'll get a bit of a special episode with a few people from the club mm -hmm. all in the same room in the next few weeks mm -hmm. and we'll have a bit of a round table mm -hmm. um, but also back we're back on the, the international circuit after that Christmas break and mm -hmm. um, we've just had Paris mm -hmm. um were you surprised to see again how dominant the Japanese team I think we saw mm. maybe not even the first Japanese team mm. you know they're still missing a lot of people from the games yeah. uh, people you'd expect to be back but you surprised how dominant they were not really not really they, they've got so much depth so much talent and um, you know it's to be number one in J Japan you got to be special and then you've always got to be looking over your shoulder because there's always somebody there to um, take your spot now I like how the way the Japanese do their thing and work how they because it keeps the number one on their toes always looking working and whatever we get too too bogged down and we don't develop threes the fours the twos the, you know what I mean and then what we then do is spend all your time on these the main lot and then when they retire then you're left with a void like a big black hole and then you go then you then try and throw people inexperienced people into the mix and then they don't do well and then they get bogged down oh you're not good enough or you're not but it's not they're not good enough it's that because they haven't had the exposure the exposure the experience yeah, yeah, yeah. the development and whatever and so I think we need to look at ourselves and start thinking let's look at the bigger picture the long term goal and the long term goal would be for me is to try and develop more people alright we have to have a funding target all right, we, we governed that we have to get so many medals at the Olympic Games, or we have to get so so many. But then we're forgetting about. It's like building a house. Mm -hmm. You're not going to build from the top, from the roof. You have to build the foundation first, and then you work your way up till you get to the roof. We are doing it backwards. We've got the roof and no foundation, so when you look at it and that's and that's that's what's going down and but for some people they feel that's good for them and whatever but for me I don't think that's the best way I think they've got to start really looking at themselves and looking at the, the long term goal they they did take a British team out to Paris mm -hmm. 
Um, four medal fights, mm-hmm. four fifth places. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a run of results we should be pleased with at the start of a coming up to the start of an Olympic cycle? Mm-hmm. In about the medals, yeah, yeah, right, okay. You look at you look at you look at Paris, and for me, it still wasn't the strongest. So. Yeah, I, I think you look at the Japanese team, they're yeah, bringing yeah, their number yeah, twos yeah, and yeah, number threes. Yeah. You know, they're, right. they're consistent, but yeah, yeah. there's so, big names still missing. So, I would rather look at that and say Paris as a training event and mm. not take it as something to judge on because the only way you can judge on it is when you got all the dogs in there and you got everybody in there and then you can then judge and say, right, okay, Boy, so and so here, so and so here. How do you perform then? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so no. So I like that because again, um, there's space there. It's not. It makes Paris not that important as yeah. such this year. There's space for the athletes to go and try things. Yes. yes. Um, no, no. I like that um, because because when I look when I look at it, I look at the next five months. It's all going to be about. Preparing and whatever, because the Olympic cycle starts. Mm-hmm. Now that's when we should be talking. Then, right at this present moment, I would call this training phase okay. where where they're working up to. Because that's how the way I'm looking at it. You know, I've got certain players in in the group and whatever, and that's how the way I'm looking at. It. Yeah. I'm just all this is just training because come June, May, yeah, yeah, May, maybe May, May, May. When it starts. Yeah. yeah, when May starts. That's when the nitty gritty starts. That's when the real work starts then because that's when you're going to see all players out from all different continents yeah. running for all the different events. Picking up those early yes, points. Yeah, the points yeah, and whatever. Yeah. What, if you get now, what you're getting now is good seeding. Mm-hmm. A good seeding because really and truly, you don't want to be clobbering one of the big guns really early. You want to at least have a couple of fights and then go, well, okay, is it today? I'm yeah. going to take them out today or I'm going to put up a fight. You don't really want to say, yeah, I've got so-and-so first fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, the old saying, what I used to say, Sharon Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, so, that, yeah, but that's, what it, well, that's what it is. Because before you used to have a, you, if you lost to the finalists, You'd have a chance to go to the re- to the revenue charge. You don't get that now. Yeah. You, you got to, you know, I mean, shout on Coco. Yeah. So <laughs> as long as you can miss the, if you can get a seed, and yeah. miss the other seeds because as yeah, much as yeah, possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks ago on the show, we talked mm-hmm. about the Japanese team. Had mm-hmm. uh, Matt Devalo, and we kind of made some predictions about who the next Japanese team would be in Paris 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've seen this weekend that they can bring. I mean. We named some players, but they could bring a team of, they've probably got three in each way that they could pick from, almost, uh, and have a relatively successful game. Right. The French team, sorry, I'm going to move on. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. French team, I think, are in a, maybe not similar situation, there's, there's only one team like Japan, but if you're looking at strength in depth past Japan, the French, for me, are probably the next nation. Are you talking men or women? I think we saw at the weekend that the women have perhaps got strength in depth mm-hmm. and their men are maybe still a step behind. Right, okay. So, 
Do you think on the women's front, you know, and again, mm. they're missing a couple of big names. They're missing mm. um, Clarice, mm -hmm. you know. Um, are they missing the girl at 70s as well? Did Malonga fight? No. She didn't fight. So yeah. there's a couple of big names who didn't fight uh, 78s. Um, were we looking at the, the batch of players who are going to be looking for that qualification period um, for the next games? Mm. I think it's too early to start talking to try and announcing people like that because uh, this conversation asked me in a year's time oh, I'm trying to put you on the spot now yeah, <laughs> there, there's no there's no putting on the spot because like I said it's all about training everybody's developing everybody's bringing new players you've got to remember you talk about the Japanese team you know that they have to they have a trials mm -hmm. so you could be world champion this year and then you to go to the Olympic world, you have to go to a trials. So the world champion could be who won the worlds this year could be sitting in his house and have a new guy what comes in and they could go and win the worlds. So you know, I, I, for me, I'm not even going to put my neck on the noose and stand on the chair. I'm doing nothing because I'm just waiting until after. I'll see. Year. I'll see if I can draw you on one yeah. on the teams. Now it's the big one that slipped through Japanese fingers in Tokyo 2021. Mm -hmm. The French won it. Mm -hmm. The French are clearly going to want to clean up as much as possible, take mm -hmm. home as many medals as possible, but you've got to think the team event is the one that they're going to be looking at retaining that title. Right. Believe is, it, is it between them two? Is it a France? Is it as simple as saying it's France-Japan um, right. in the final? Right. I'm going to give you a little heads up on that. I was in the same hotel the, the same block as the French team, right? And when Teddy was fighting for his uh, bronze, yeah, yeah, I was sitting downstairs, and the French team came in the whole lot, and they came in and it come from running, and the whole oh, so not just the judo team, the whole oh, the whole team. It was like a team effort, so they got the numbers right they got it they was up for it so if anybody want to take on the French you better be on your A game because they was all down to it they brought players in from the next week to bring up it's like uh, it was tactical it was tactical winning what they did they brought the 63 up to fight the 70 mm -hmm. the, you know what I mean so it was tactical how the way they thought they could win it and whatever so yeah, so if the Japanese, they would have to come with something like that. But then you can't still write off some of the other nations what can come with that. So, you know, if everybody plays the card right and get the right people involved in the teams and whatever, I think that it'll be interesting. But stick your neck out. France, Japan, Russia, Georgia, Brazil. Who's winning that team title in Paris 2024? Believe it or not, I think Japan is going to take it. On French soil and a reversal on French soil. You heard it here first, guys. Um, big call from Fitz. It has been an absolute pleasure getting you back on. As mm -hmm. I say, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we're mm -hmm. going to be back. Some of the guys from the club mm -hmm. um, talking about their experiences on on the IGF tour, talking about being back in the dojo um, and the rules and the new rules. Oh, that was it. In fact, let's have let's have a <laughs> quick little reflection. Yeah. How, how do you think they're playing out so far, that new rule set? <laughs> uh, I think some people don't know the arse from the elbow. 
some <laughs> of the ruling, some of the scoring, some of the. It's still up in the air. It's fresh. Yeah, I and think I, you see the referees. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, yeah. fresh. It's fresh. Um, um, what to score, not to score. I just used to know when you got thrown and you got thrown in your back. That was a score. Now you can do three nine a ninety and land on your side with your arm in or your arm out. Your butt, your this. Oh, I don't know. It's it's getting dodgy. Cool. I think the. They tried to make the scoring a little bit simpler. And again, by throwing in rules about landing with two hands behind your back or an elbow that's good. That's out. Do you good. think it is? I was yeah. going to say that's made it no. a little bit trickier. No, because theoretically, you're being thrown, mm-hmm. right? And so theoretically, your bum is connected to your back. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you'd be thrown on your back. Now, I didn't know when your bum turned to your front. <laughs> So, if you land on your bum, that to me is a score, but it's not worth worrying a Wazari. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there should have been another score brought back. Um, but it's not worth a Wazari, but it's a score. Now, what's happening, there's a lot of people being thrown and they're putting their arms behind the back and stopping themselves being so, because of no, they're going on the elbows, they're going on, so they know that theoretically it's a throw. So, but surely defence is a part of the sport. They <laughs> seem to be, I always feel like they're trying to take people defending out, they get rid of the Zantaraya. They stop you putting your hand down. Now if you land with your elbow out, you're on your front but your elbow's out, that's, is that a Wazari? I feel like they're trying to just stop people, they're trying to turn it into cat. <laughs> not, no. not effectively, but. No, you know, what, what, what the problem is, They've got, to, they've got to make judo appealing to the public, to the man on the street. So they've got to make it that there's more scoring, it's more lively, it's, you know, you can go boxing and you hear a big punch and you go, wow, that's a big punch. You see a man stagger and you go on, the, you know, they know that it's yeah. the differential. That's a score. I disagree. I disagree. Right, okay. So I think... Like boxing, like football, what they need. They've got a product, yeah. Everyone knows what a good throw is. Mm-hmm. 101 Nippons, that's quite mm-hmm. an exciting video. But what, what sells is a 90-minute, a half-hour program. Now, at the moment, they've, they've got better at doing a highlight reel, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but they're not excellent at it. Nobody watches every single Premier League match at the weekend. They watch match of the day. Mm-hmm. They might watch one match, but then they watch match of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have a whole weekend to watch judo. Mm-hmm. I think what they should be concentrating on is selling that highlight reel, not mm-hmm. selling two days worth of judo. Because nobody who's not a judo fan is going, oh, I know what I'll do this weekend. I'll spend two days watching judo. Mm. Yeah. For me, they should be selling the highlight reel. Yeah, probably that's right. But that's marketing. Mm-hmm. That's the marketing team. That's something for IJF to look at. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We, Suggest, we... you heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> this guy's here. Free, free advice. Yes. Um, so something that the IJF should be looking on doing. Yeah, probably it is. Because when everybody... They are, they are doing something, but... Everybody again, tunes in. Refining it. Everybody tunes in too. The final block. The final block. 90 minutes. Yeah, hour yeah, and a half. yeah. Because the medal, the medal yeah. parts and whatever. But it still would be nice to see how some people got there yeah, as well. Of course. You, just a little, you know, I don't know if it could be clips or even whatever, but 
I don't know. It could be something, but that's something what they're going to look on and do. The the other one, and we'll, we'll leave it on this one, mm-hmm. is again, I'm still struggling. I would mm-hmm. like a little bit more transparency, a little mm-hmm. bit more clarity around why mm-hmm. um, the Korean Marotti, the reverse Marotti, oh. is not a score and a Shido. Now, if you want to get rid of it, I think that's fine. But if you, as soon as you start giving a Shido for it, it starts to get a little bit murky. What if people deliberately dive off the wrong side of a normal Marotti? What if people come off the wrong side of a Soldi? Where the mechanics are the same, potentially, is it just the grip? Why has it been banned? That's what I'd like to see. That's what I'd like to know a little bit more about. Mm. Um, and I, I sometimes think, I don't think the transparency is there. And there was an article written after Portugal uh, by the IJF, like saying mm. everybody's happy with these mm. rules, mm. everybody's... Mm. And it, Again, I'm not saying people are displeased, but I felt a little bit like propaganda and I would just like a little bit more transparency around some of that decision making. Now, if they come out and they say it's because of injuries or we don't like it, it's non-traditional, we think it's, uh, you know, uh, potential safety hazards, you know, risks waiting to happen, dangerous waiting to happen, um, that's fine. And if they then go, right, these are the stats we've got, that's okay, That's, that's transparency. But the fact they just change the rules and they don't really say why. Um, yeah. There we go. Fitz, yeah. I think we're going to finish there. It's brilliant. Do. Hopefully we'll touch on some of those things again in mm-hmm. a few weeks' time. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, as usual, like, subscribe, tell a friend about it, all that nonsense, uh, and enjoy the show. Catch you later. Mm-hmm.